it's my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. I might sound a little crappy today. And I sound crappy because I have COVID. What a better time to record than in the middle of a kind of a fiasco in the middle of a trip in Mexico. So we talked about this before. Like what happens, what happens when you're traveling and all of a sudden you get COVID? Seems like kind of a nightmare scenario, doesn't it? I rolled it around in my head a bunch of times before because I've been traveling the last two years. I traveled throughout the entire pandemic. You know, like I've, I've thought about what am I going to do everywhere I went? Where can I go? Worst case scenario, if I end up getting COVID, like where will I quarantine? How will I find internet? How will I work? It's just like a full blown DEFCON 3. What do I do kind of situation? So it finally happened. Let me give you some of the details. And apologies, because I feel like crap. <laughs> I'm pretty worn out. I think I got the the Omicron virus, which seems that everybody that I know has gotten Omicron. I'm vaccinated twice, boosted just five weeks ago, and it cut right through that. And it seems like it's cutting right through everybody. So let me back up and tell you what the situation is and give you some context and tell you exactly what I did. And again, apologies, my brain is pretty foggy today, so this might jump around a little bit. It's going to be fairly non-linear. It might, it might bounce all over the place, but I'm going to do the best I can given the circumstances. But figured probably better to give it to you raw like this is now. We had planned a New Year's trip uh, to Mexico. I'm in currently in Baja, close to a city called Ensenada. And we gathered, I think, like 11, 12 people or so. And we got this villa right on the ocean. I'm going to share pictures with you guys because it's absolutely incredible view. And still, I'm in an Airbnb right now with 360-degree views of the beautiful Pacific Ocean. It's, it's incredible. We got this villa. We have kind of a, starting a tradition of doing New Year's together in various locations. And it just happened that this New Year's this year, Omicron variant came out and it's cutting right through people with vaccinations, doesn't seem to give a shit whether you're vaccinated or not. And it's just super communicable. So before anybody even got there, this was kind of on our minds. I mean, we knew, we knew the risk. Everybody we're talking to is getting Omicron and you're gathering a whole bunch of people from different parts of the world to come together in one villa, right? That's going to, that's going to happen. You should almost count on at least somebody having a cold, right? So I I get there and everything's fine. Everybody's just doing fine. And then two days ago, I just got this kind of like a weird, like extra phlegm in my throat. just like a little post-nasal nasal drip, something like that. It's like, okay, that's a little odd. But to be honest with you, it's New Year's. I've been partying. I was having fun. I, I do not... I do not hold back. 
when I party. I play hard, I work hard, I do pretty intense. So I figured, you know, that's all part of it. But then it started to develop later that night. So this is this is Saturday. I'm just feeling a little bit off. Nothing to be alarmed about. The next day, I start getting a little bit of a raspy throat. And then I start getting some fatigue. I say, okay, shit, this is not good. So I go to my room. Fortunately, I'm kind of aside from everybody else. Like Everybody's in the main part of the house, right? And I'm out in this like second apartment thing. It's almost like it's a mini apartment. So I could just go out there and I tell everybody, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not feeling so good. I'm just going to isolate out here. And fortunately, I brought one of those. They're impossible to get now, but those take-home rapid antigen tests. Everybody just bought them way out. Of, they bought them out of the store. There's absolutely nothing left. Can't even find them online. Fortunately, my mom, insanely prepared, shout out to Kim Baker, has some extra ones. I just brought one with me just in case. I mean, I'm figuring all these people together, like, I got to have one of these things. Somebody's going to feel some twinge of something at some point, right? So, sorry, I'm drinking vitamin C water and electrolyte <coughs> furiously. So I start feeling bad. I sleep in my room. The next morning I wake up and my well, my head is all stuffed up. It's just kind of like fuzz in my brain and my nose. And I said, okay, I'm not leaving this little, my little mini apartment until I know what's going on. And I broke out the test. And if anybody's used one of these before, you know, it's just like this little plastic strip. You swab your nose and then you shove the swab thingy, my bob, in the solution and then you squeeze the solution onto the strip and if you get two lines on that strip you're COVID positive if you get one line that's just like the i think that's just the line to make sure the strip is actually working so you wait 15 minutes to read results i squeeze the the drops on there and within like 90 seconds two lines pop up like a thick dark line <laughs> like a, a no fucking doubter I'm looking at the instructions thinking, well, is it supposed to, after 15 minutes, is it, is it supposed to, like, the second line supposed to come up and then maybe disappear and I'm supposed to reread it again? You know, once the 15 minutes is up? No, that thing just even got stronger. It's like somebody took a Sharpie and just drew a line straight on it. So I said, shit, everything that I thought of in the past, all my worries about traveling, being in the middle of nowhere, not being able to work, not knowing how to isolate, all of these things all coming true at the same time. So what do you do? All right, let me walk you through what I did. And you can tell me if I did things right or if I didn't do things right. So I messaged everybody, our WhatsApp group. We've got everybody in the WhatsApp group. And I said, hey, I wasn't feeling very good this morning. I took a test. Fortunately, I had one and it came out positive. And I'm going to stay up in my room and y'all should probably get tested. So there's no tests to be had. So people isolated the best they could in the house. There was only like a day and a half left, fortunately. So some people were leaving anyways, and they were leaving to go get their tests and get on planes. Everybody's kind of just like approached it a different way. And they're all getting tests anyways. What I did was I isolated my room. Fortunately, some of my friends brought me some food. <laughs> I was kind of like in the leper colony and people just walking up to my room and dropping things off in a hazard suit. That's pretty great. Big shout out to my friends. Huge support group. So I had food delivered to me. I hung out in my room. I watched a ton of movies. I watched all of Cobra Kai, which is really, really bad. 
but it's also really good. I don't, I don't understand it. Like it's, is it meant to be cheesy eighties? Is it not? It's, I don't know. Anyways, I went through the whole damn thing. So if that tells you anything, I, I made it through Cobra Kai. It's good enough to watch when you're, when you've got coronavirus. <laughs> so this is yesterday. I went through a whole day just sitting in bed. How did I feel? I feel like I've got a kind of a cold, like my sinuses are plugged up. I feel just kind of like a malaise, just kind of fatigued. I just feel generally kind of crap. Nothing horrible. Like there's no fever. I don't really have any body aches and nothing like that. So I'm doing okay. That's how I feel in bed. And I figure, okay, I need to start planning for my COVID future. <laughs> like immediately. I don't, I don't know how to figure out how to navigate this thing. So I need to figure out things stat. So what do I do? A few things to keep in mind. I have COVID now. That means I cannot get on a plane. I have a flight coming on Tuesday, which would technically be tomorrow, to take me back home to San Francisco. Right? So what I'd have to do is take a taxi from here, and it's not an area, to the Tijuana border, walk across the border, take a taxi to my plane, and then plane home to, to my home, and then take a taxi again. Obviously, I cannot do that. I am super contagious right now. I've got to follow CDC guidance now says five days quarantine alone. And then five days after that, wearing a mask if you're going to be around other people. All right. So that means my window is shot. I can't do anything about that. So symptoms start Sunday. That means I need a solid five days of super quarantine. And then I can figure out other stuff. So what do I do? I figure out... A couple of things I'm, I'm trying to keep in mind, I'm trying to be very, very mindful of is like, I do not want to get anybody else sick. So that means no long taxi drives anywhere. That means wearing my, my N95 mask. That means not getting on a plane. So what are the solutions to that? Find a, an Airbnb where I can be 100% alone. That is near food. All right. So that's super important. You have to find an Airbnb that's near food. You can't go into restaurants and eat. You may not be able to, you may end up booking an Airbnb and there's no grocery stores around. What you need is an Airbnb that is walkable to a grocery store so you can load up on food and you don't have to expose yourself to a bunch of people while you're going out to find food. And ideally what you want is your own little confined setup in your apartment where you don't have to put anybody else at risk. So I booked an Airbnb that's right next to a couple little supermarkets on the beach. And the Airbnb was just like 15 minutes away. All right. So I did not want to book a long trip to expose a taxi driver for a long period in my air, my horrible air right now. So like 15 minutes, window wide open, uh, mask on, his mask on, as safe as I can get without sleeping on the streets. I mean... There are some things you're going to have to do. Like you're going to have to take a taxi because you have nowhere to live. You can't live on the street. It's not going to, it's not going to work. So short taxi drive to a new Airbnb. All right, check. Got that done. Flight. I booked a refundable flight when I came here. So I was able to reschedule the return flight to Saturday. All right. So that gives me like... I had six days of quarantine, one past CDC, whatever they're recommending, the five-day CDC recommendation, and then five days of masking. So I pushed that back to Saturday. So now what I'm going to do is I'm now 
in an Airbnb that's alone, away from everybody. I just loaded up on a bunch of groceries. I mean, it's crap food. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I've got like some some beans in a bag. I've got some bad deli meat. I've got um, like a bunch of pretty bad looking bread and some mayonnaise. Like it is full blown bachelor mode. Don't care. I just need enough fuel to get through the day. And I'm currently drinking vitamin C water as well. But that's a nice little bonus. Didn't expect to find that at the supermarket. Hmm. So I've got my place, Wi-Fi. I've loaded up my groceries. And now I've got the flight rescheduled for Saturday. And fortunately, I'm on PTO. But I would be able to work from here. The Wi-Fi is good enough. It's like 18 down, 7 up, perfect to hold calls. I could... I could probably live here for an extended period of time and be just fine. <clears throat> so that's what I did. Yeah, I'm just going to ride this thing. This is probably the worst part, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, I was, I'm not too concerned about being sick. I'm like super vaccinated. I don't have underlying health issues. I'm knocking on wood right now. So that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was this, really. It was the... It's like the fear of what the hell do you do when you get sick and how do you get to where you need to go? How do you book places and how do you be alone? Honestly, that was the biggest fear for me was before the CDC guidance was like, I think it was like two weeks of isolation. That was before we didn't really, we hardly knew anything about this. They're just going super cautious. It's like two weeks is way excessive. They drop it down to 10 and then they realized this Omicron thing with vaccinated people. People are kicking it super fast and they're really like virtually incommunicable. Like it's, it's virtually untransmissible after five days. So they reduced it down to five days. But still, I hate that. I do not like quarantine. I, I hated the idea of quarantine. So now I'm on day two and it's the first day that I've fully been away from anybody. And this, honestly, this doesn't work for me. This is why I am a digital nomad that, that travels travels with people. Like I, I need that people surrounding me. And this is kind of like a test of for people that have a fear of isolation. It's like, how do you handle that? It's a test of your biggest fear of being completely alone. And to be honest with you, it sucks, especially after having such a good time, being surrounded with people. And then you just pull that away 100%. And it's just like, okay, be alone with your thoughts. And I know that there's a lot of people out there, <clears throat> millions of people out there that have suffered tremendously from this. Physically, I mean, physically, mentally, all that kind of stuff. But and I'm not trying to uh, disparage that or underplay that at all. But for me, the biggest thing is this, this isolation. And I'm handling the sickness just fine. But this is not uh, something I do well. So... We'll see if I end up doing a, a follow-up to this. This is less of a this is less of a podcast and more of a more of a <laughs> I guess more of an audio log or something, which you old school would call a vlog. But I figured, you know, I might as well share with you what I'm doing because people think about that and they, they worry about that when becoming a digital nomad. You know, this is it's been two years of this and a lot of people decide I'm not gonna become a digital nomad just because of the risk, you know, the unknown factors of what happens when you get sick on the road, you know, and it'll keep a lot of people from being a digital nomad. And I think that's kind of a shame, honestly, because 
first off, this is going to be endemic. This is coronavirus is going to be with us forever. There's going to be variants. There's a lot of Greek letters in the alphabet. You know, we're going to go through probably all of them by the time this thing is said and done, and it will never really be said and done. It's going to be like the common cold or flu. So the idea of waiting it out until times are better to become digital nomad doesn't really make sense. Really, like scientifically, it doesn't make sense because this is really just with us forever. And we're at the point where it's just risk management, you know? So that's that's what I've been doing is risk management. And I got hit with it and I managed to to figure it out. So if you're looking for a takeaway, like what do you do and how do you how do you deal with your fear of getting sick while traveling? Well, I got a few tips. I've done it and so far it's been okay. One, take some test strips with you for sure. Take a few because those at home test strips are they have to be like dead on in the sweet spot. You have to be symptomatic for sure. And you have to have enough viral load for it to show up. So false positives or or false negatives rather are super, super freaking common. So you should bring a few with you and test yourself multiple times, you know, two, three, four times. I think I just got lucky because I I hit it at like maximum viral load probably. So carry those with you. Make sure that you've got an Airbnb account, right? And know where you are. All right. So like on a map, like know a few things. Am I close to food delivery? Am I close to grocery stores? Can I get an Airbnb alone? Can I get to it without exposing too many people to your virus? Once I get there, can I get access to food, restaurants? Can I go to a grocery store with your good mask on, obviously, and load up on food? So know those things before you even go. And then internet, we've talked about internet like to death. I'm not even going to talk about that again. There's, it's not even worth it. What else? And are you able to move your flights? Can you move your plans? So I bought a refundable ticket, which was super, super helpful. I don't usually do that, but we're in re- really weird times right now. So I figured probably a pretty good idea. And then, yeah, honestly, what it came down to was just a few, if you really, really break it down, it was isolate yourself, get tested, go online and uh, just book an Airbnb and rebook a flight. So when you when you break it down, there's really not a whole lot to it. It's just the fear and the uncertainty. So here we are. I'm in uh, day like two, day two of isolation. I got uh, a good three more left. Like I said, I may check in again. I may not. I don't want to turn this into a diary, but I do want people to understand what it's like and to be able to ask any questions that they have about getting sick while traveling, specifically getting sick when you have COVID or getting sick with COVID while traveling. Sorry, foggy brain. Yeah. If you ever have any questions about this, write us in hello at beachcommute.com, please. Especially those of you that have fear of this kind of thing. I'm happy to help. Been through it, got the sniffles, going to get through it. Um, It's manageable. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. Sorry, this is not a more uplifting episode and that I sound like crap. I don't have my microphone, but I wanted to have a nice raw experience for everybody. So there you go. Cheers and talk to you later. All right. 
I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode with Jeff about the real, raw, honest truth about COVID while traveling as a digital nomad and some of the ups and downs that we experience, not just the beautiful pictures by our laptops at the beach as a digital nomad. While those do exist too, this podcast is really here to share all of the honest truths of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the hard of life as a digital nomad, because while it is amazing, it comes with a lot of hardships, and we're, we're here to share that with you as well. If you are interested in living as a digital nomad and having the freedom to live anywhere in the world that you want, any country, any place, any given time, while you're still making a and income. The fastest, quickest, easiest way to do that is by getting a remote job that you can do from anywhere, from your laptop and your phone. So if you're interested in getting a remote job, but maybe you're not quite sure which one is right for you just yet, you might love one of our resources at beachcommute.com slash 91. That's the number 91. And we'll give you a list of 91 remote job titles that people are actually doing in our community. So check it out, beachcommute.com slash 91. And we will see you next week for our next episode. Have a great day. Thank you.